Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tiny TV Podcast. We are the Tiny TV Podcasters. It's been a while since we did one of these. We didn't do one in October. We kind of went in different directions, video and what have you. But not too long ago, we got into a conversation over... Um, actually, it was, it was sparked by the food drive that they're doing here at our school and just the total apathy that came with it. Uh, I think the the biggest question was, well, what's in it for me? So what's going on? Say hi and then tell us what's going on here. Hi, my name is Steven. Hello, it's Tamika. Hey, it's Nikesha. Hey, it's your favorite Indian girl, Diana. Hey, everybody, it's Amir. How you going? Wow. <laughs> I know, those are some <laughs> lame and, introductions. And, and, and then just we saying. wonder why we don't like to do those every time. I guess because we, like, sometimes we get in that serious moment about a situation. I'm not. Well, you still is, have to say hello. This is kind of a serious topic because we started talking about hunger. and, 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 and well, Tell me, why why is the food drive just like this total wet fish laying that nobody wants anything to do with? Because, um, I, don't, I don't know if y'all noticed, but right after they told us we were having a food drive, they said, bring six cans, one free out of dress code day, the brings 12 cans, two out-of-dress code days. So they know the, nobody will do anything yeah. unless they get something That is true. Because I guarantee you if they didn't say that, they wouldn't have gotten more than 100 cans. Probably know. less than that. Because everybody know, but no prayer junkies. <laughs> well, I, hey, he's not wrong. That's pretty much... I mean, because, you know, when we did it a couple years ago, you looked at everybody just, oh, you getting a free pass to do what dress out. That's all they want. They don't care about nothing else. They don't care about... Helping anyone. If that was their own cousin, then they're still not going to do it. They don't mm. care. They just want the prize. So, so they're willing to pay, uh, go down to save a lot and get 12 59 cent boxes of macaroni and cheese for, for, because now they get to wear jeans one day as opposed to not being able to. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's like those, uh, you know, those commercials. Those commercials on the TV, and it's like, oh, help this person out a day, but you never know like where that's actually going. Uh, well, I've uh, never, I've never liked those commercials because maybe instead of spending a few thousand dollars on a commercial, you can go and send right. some food over to whatever country you're promoting. Yeah, but what if when you make a, a several thousand dollar commercial, now all of a sudden you get a million dollars? So, but you pretty much made profit I mean, towards something that you was. You know, trying to do so. I mean, because I've seen I've seen videos where someone is uh, recording little kids by themselves helping each other out, but they're homeless and they have no food. But it's these people they're walking around with their million dollar cameras and like they have all this stuff to back them up, but they're sitting there recording the people that they need help, but not helping them themselves. But what you gotta understand, the country that they're going to. No matter how much money we give, the government takes majority first. And then even then, they maybe get to reach some of the people. They, they don't reach all of them. Well, isn't, isn't reaching some of the people enough? No. I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean so, so saving all or none at all? Saving a I, few is better than saving none. Right. Yeah, that's, it's pretty, that's pretty much the gist of it. But, I mean, like, like every time you see those commercials, don't mm-hmm. expect, like, oh, they say, oh, this money is going to some child. No, what you're doing is getting enough so you can pay the government. Then you can help these people. 
until then, you're not doing nothing. Well, I mean, you understand, we're giving supplies to countries that don't even have a secure government. So when you have gangs or just corrupt politicians running a country and you try to send foreign aid, foreign aid of course, stuff is going to happen and um, supplies are going to be shifted into different directions than where they need to go. Now, now we are aware that um, that stuff we see on late night TV with the starving children and, and you know... And it makes you wonder, well, why didn't the cameraman give him a sandwich? Yeah. But there's more than one starving child is why. Um, that's not federal aid. That's charity. Now, there's a difference between charity and what the federal government does. They usually try to help by, by what? I don't know. Cash? Yeah. Or they try to send the, uh, <clears throat> they try to send helicopters or whatever to bring in food or something. They don't actually send yeah, they've done actual that. money. They've done that. But do y'all think we should worry about what goes on here compared to going over there? I feel like we should care. We should we should help, but we should also make sure our focus is more on helping people at home. Because um, if you just like, I, I'm one of the kids that's been in the system, and you gotta understand, a lot of these kids don't have places to go or stuff to eat, and like. You just got to be able to – we need to make sure we have our s- stuff in a row before we can just go out and start helping other people. That's like me saying, hey, Jamel, I need you to feed my kids when you barely have enough money to feed your own kids. But I kind of feel like the United States have pretty much played a role. Say, well, oh, we're going to help anybody. Oh, we're going, to, we're going over there. Oh, we're going to go help this. Oh, we're going to go help that. Now it's like if we fall back from that role, it would probably be a big old problem with everybody else. You know, they're going to say we need to mind our own business, but – you know we can't. I mean, I know that. I mean, yeah, we're one of the greatest nations on the earth, and we help every country. But there's a point where you just say, you know what, enough's enough. We're going to help you, but we need to focus on some of our own problems first. I think that is true. Like, we focus on a lot of other problems than our own problems. I mean, because if you look at it, the United States is in debt. I mean, yes, we owe a lot of places a lot of money, too. And a lot of people expect help from us. But... You know, we never we we look at us and them at the same time, but it seems like we put more of our focus on other people. Well, focusing on problems at home. Well, how do you prioritize those problems? I mean, okay, how many how many children go to bed hungry every night in the United States? Does anyone know? One out of every five children. Well, how many children are there? Mm. Billions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Billions. <laughs> million, million in, in America, the United States, in the United States, States. population of America is about uh, about oh, fourteen point seven million of children live in poverty and insecure food homes. Okay, so about fourteen million. Yeah, and that's based on a 2013 study. All right. Now, do we focus on do, you know how do you prioritize that versus the failing infrastructure on our highways and bridges? Our lack of national health care, well, no, no. our our need, our, our pressing need, apparently, to feel like the police force of the entire world. How do you prioritize stuff like that? I kind of feel like what they do is they they hire like other corporations or whatever to handle like the smaller things that they know they should handle, but they can't because they're too busy trying to handle things to make sure that this civilization itself won't fall or won't get destroyed by someone else or somebody can take over can take over, over there in another country because that's messing up what we have over here. It's just too much to pretty much juggle. 
Well, you know, um, out of the next top 11 countries, we rank out of 1 to 11, we rank 11th in national health care quality access and efficiency. Efficiency. Can't say that word. Efficiency. Uh, efficiency. <laughs> and um, that's kind of sad. We always say we're the greatest nation on earth, but we still can't provide all our citizens with proper health care. Well, honestly, um, it's easy to say we're the greatest nation on earth, but but, but, we, but we're not in every category. Yeah, but, we're, we, we're, we're we're average in or below average in just about every category. It's the fact that we are able to touch every category kind of. So, I don't know, elevates the so, American exceptionalism. Yeah, I kind of feel like a, the mentality of Americans is still stuck into like the Cold War is a America. America number one, the America's only thing I need to know. And we're still kind of stuck in that mentality that no matter what we do, we're always going to be on number one, number one on everything. And in reality, we're not. No, we have the, we, we're, we're not, our prenatal health care, we, we're really bad at. Um, infant births, we have more deaths than, say, I don't know, Taiwan. Um, education, we're low. Um, what else? You said hunger. We don't, you know, food. Okay, well, there's a lot of countries that have a lot of starving people, but when you think about the United States, why do we have 14 million children that go hungry? That are hungry going to bed. You want to know some of the stuff that we do lead lead in and of all the other countries? We lead in a number of – Arms exploitation. Arms exploitation, um, death by guns, um, and number of incarcerated citizens per capita. You know, it's funny that that deaths by gun, the one thing that nobody ever really points out is that one half of those numbers are suicides or self-inflicted wounds. It's like, I don't get why people look up to America so much. Look up to America so much. Because we have the best microphones. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we have this facade over us that everyone believes. And we, we, like, people who live in America know that the government doesn't do most of what it should do. But it's like, we persuade people so well to think that we're helpful. That we actually go out of our way to help everybody and do the right thing well i will i will play devil's advocate here and i will say that there are reasons that people in undeveloped countries and oppressive countries want to be in the united states um and and i had a friend relate this to me he had uh an exchange student come to to stay with their family and the thing that amazed this student so much, because I forget where she was, but it wasn't it wasn't like England, Germany, Canada. It was it was from an undeveloped country. Was the grocery store? She could not get her head around the fact that there was so much food, and it was so available that they just piled it up in a grocery store. Because they're used to going from one one street vendor to another street vendor and hoping that they have what you need. And then a little, you know, you find another person has a little bit of what you need. And eventually you can find enough to feed your whole family. But when she saw it all in one place, it was just shocking. And we do have freedoms that other countries don't have. Um, yeah, the government makes some mistakes. I'll, I'll say that. Because if you know. We don't, we don't seem to care about people very much. Because if you notice, most people from other countries really do not like Americans. And they don't like anything about America. That's why they don't want to be over here. Or some celebrities, whoever, when they get enough money, they move out of America because they don't like 
the United States itself anyway. Again, that would, like be, that would be developing nations that uh, – all right, England thinks we're silly, okay? They, they just, I believe it. They just think we're silly. Uh, Canadians are sometimes embarrassed by us. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know about the Germans or the, the, the French. Well, the French hate everybody uh, or, or, or any of the other, you know, Switzerland, well, Finland, Holland – we have a foreign exchange student that sits mm-hmm. at our table, yeah. and I'd ask her Let the question. And she, Stephen asked her a question about what does she think about Americans. She's from she was, Czech she, Republic. Well, I didn't know if we could Czech say anyway, yeah. Czech Re- Republic. Yeah, she's from the Czech Republic, and she said that they think of Americans as a party state and loud, fast, loud and fat. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she brought up prom, too. Like, I don't know if that's because she's Like partying. School. Yeah. yeah, prom. That's well, it. My, um, book club. At, um, we've connected with the school in Sweden, and all they also, you know, they ask questions about America, and all they know legit is about partying and the little red cups. And they ask. Oh, that's all oh they my ask. god! How embarrassing! <laughs> all I blame American Pie. <laughs> uh, it, um, I yeah, agree with yeah. that statement. I agree it's, with that it's, statement. It's not that we. Uh, you know, an American eradicated polio around the world, or or put men on the moon, or or, or helped win World War Two. It's red solo cups. Red cups. Basically, oh, our negative uh, like, and pretty gross. much overshadows all the good we do. Oh, well, I think it's also because well, like, you, can blame, you can blame our entertainment media well, yeah, because I was, I was that's to, also some of the best in the world. I was I was kind of go. I was going to say, well, our country's really media oriented. Like everything oriented. oriented, like everything is media. Every, everywhere you look, oh, yeah. we have billboards, advertising, we have movies, TV shows, even the little skits started. everywhere. You even know, you even the news station now they got Twitters and no. We you got know what's hashtags. crazy about that? That everything is like media. You know, everything's on the media now. But you know, everyone wants us to go outside and exactly. go play in the wilderness and. You know, I connect do. Go outside and because, play on your but it's like everything's on media and because like well, now, no, not that's the problem. Not everything is on the media. Yeah. Life happens outside. <laughs> but what for real? <laughs> because now, like if you see with us teenagers or kids that are younger than us, the only thing you're gonna see them with is a cell phone, yeah. a tablet, a handheld game. They're not gonna be outside. Like what, what is outside? Like I right. see what? eleven and twelve year olds with iPhones, and I'm like, I didn't Hold get on. my first phone. I don't want to get my. I don't, don't want to get my Jordans messed up. Yeah. No, that's what they're thinking. No. You yeah. know what? You know what's funny though, I, like Mr. Colbert's age and a lot of adults saying that we're too. <laughs> Um, to we spend too much time staring at TV or our phones and stuff. Yes. I read an article and it showed a lot of pictures of, I guess you'd say during like the '60s and '70s, where it, it was people on trains, buses, or just sitting around and they were all staring at newspapers. They weren't talking, but they were all staring at newspapers. Right. So it's still kind of the same, but instead of us reading pictures, we have moving pictures instead of stationary pictures. No, reading a newspaper article is a whole lot different from watching TV. Well, or, yeah. or watching a video, or go, or thumbing through YouTube, or or thumb texting some pinhead on on <laughs> Facebook. Even if you're looking at something educational, but see, I would agree with his statement. No, looking at anything because because reading requires you to actually use your brain. Yeah. Watching just lets it wash all over you. And oh, and yes. you've you've seen those studies. I brought them up in class. You put the guy in the dark room, hook him up to a brain scanner. His Put mind the TV goes, on, 
his brain scan goes almost flat. Turn the TV off, leave him in that same dark room for an hour, and it just spikes. Yeah. Because he started thinking. He stopped watching TV and started thinking. I've actually caught myself, like, zoning out watching TV. Yeah. I've, I've done that a few times, too. They just stare at nothing. You have, like, a blank look on your I, face, not even looking at the TV. I, yeah. I, I'll catch myself a little bit differently because now it's like I may watch I may watch TV, but in the back of my mind, for some reason, I'm not. It's like I zoned out. Like, I don't pay attention to television anymore. You see the photos and the pictures, but you don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah I don't know about that, but I know I'll start watching TV, and then you'll zone out, and then I'm a little different. I'll zone out, and then I'll just start thinking. I'm like... What if he did this? What if he did that? But that's about the TV show, though. The only time I truly, like, pay attention to watch TV is Walking Dead, yes. Mad Men, no. Breaking Bad, no. and The Office. Besides no. that, I just you watch it for the noise. You know what else can say about America? We can, ne- we can never stay on topic. Well, this is true, but but I was coming up with a really clever way to, to, to swing this all back in. Um, but uh, if you don't think that this nation... And and I used to blame the current generation, but it's gone on for like four generations now, maybe three, maybe two, maybe two generations. <laughs> it's so addicted to media and so addicted to instant gratification of their media entertainment needs that it's disrupting the entire fabric of our society. And if you don't believe me, just look around class tomorrow at every class you're in and find out how many people are just completely distracted away from what they're supposed to be doing. All the people that aren't podcasting right now, they're all on cell phones or iPads. <laughs> um, but see, I think it's partially with like a lot of, I, don't, I, I can't just say all the young parents, I can, you can't say older parents or other generations, they do instead of actually taking time out to have to play with their children, they just say, you know what, I'm, I don't want to be bothered, so I'm going to put you in front of the TV and let you watch. Nickelodeon or Disney or whatever is on television with no censorship and just say, here, go watch that, get on my face. Agreed. That's a terrible way to uh, raise a child. My aunt did that to my cousins, and they're like off the chains, off the wall all the time. Well, it it rewires their brain. Their brain is too busy cooking, and if you hit them with all those bright colors and impact with uh, all that that scene change and noise, it it destroys their ability to learn for the rest of their lives, people, the rest of their lives. And I really didn't understand the extent of until she was telling her, her... husband's daughter which is old she's older and she has a kid she's like oh if she just starts crying just stick her in front of the tv and then you can just do whatever you need to do because when you stick her in front of the tv it just shuts her up and i'm just staring at her like do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth because i even catch myself like when i'm babysitting my nephew like the youngest one he's one i tried like when tv on i try not to ever let him watch it i try to make him go play with his brother or something let him go play with toys i don't want him Sorry about that. One mic went over. I don't want to. I don't. I just don't want to ruin his development. I, I want him to have an imagination because he's already a little silly little baby. Yeah. I. Yeah. No. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I guess I'm blaming that need for instant gratification, that need for constant, constant entertainment, uh, to be why. This group particularly doesn't give a rat's rear end of somebody starving in, say, uh, Kansas. But you know, it's, you know what? I, I read a figure yesterday that people are more likely to donate money to a sad animal commercial than a sad starving child commercial. 
Yeah. Because, you know, when the, the Arms of the Angels song comes on, you see the little puppies in the cages and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just like, start throwing your debit cards at them. And That's so stupid. I, it was just, it was based on a 2012 statistic. Yeah, but I mean, people are picking that dog with like one eye over that kid with one arm. It kind of it? It seems like us as, you know, as a human race have come, become, well, in the United States alone is more like about self. We're not about others. Except maybe, like, like you say, with the animals. Maybe an animal. Because, oh, everybody like a cute little puppy or a cute cat or whatever. But another person, uh-uh, I don't want to get my money. I don't know what you're going to do with it. I don't trust them. Like, I think that's uh, what most people are afraid of. They don't know where their money's going. You, you can never be sure of where your money's going because anybody could take it. And they say it's going here, but you never know where it's actually going. And then a lot of people get... Um make themselves feel good when they buy products that say oh a little bit of every purchase goes to this organization but if you read the boxes it's like 0.11 or 0.001% of every penny goes to charity and that's like with the um the the white cans for uh the polar bears like if y'all really care about the polar bear how about every proceeds from these that you buy they go all to the polar bear not just a percentage that it doesn't make sense to me no the company still got to stay in business i i get some of that but i don't understand is is how did we get from this generous group of people to uh just this selfish, horrible group of human beings that we call teenagers. I'm we don't like you. We don't. All teenagers. I guess what I'm asking is, and I'm trying to remember back: Are all teenagers in time? I mean, were caveman teenagers selfish and horrible? I think every generation, all their teenagers just go through that weird hormonal yeah. phase where they're just like, I don't care about anybody except myself. Right. But I kind of feel we'll like we'll go out would, of it once we get older and rational. I yeah. kind of feel like it depends on the different era we're in because it's like maybe a thousand years ago, teenagers probably didn't act like that. Maybe when their parents say do something, they're 16 years old. They they did it. They shut up. They yeah, because back then it was okay for, for you to smack your kid across the face with a bullwhip. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> and then it kind of seemed like now we're making our children more soft and posting not like the men oh. aren't tough enough or the girls now they're not what they're supposed to be or this that and the third like yeah y'all are children soft. i will say that. now i i believe in discipline for your kid and all that i mean because you know i've always grew up with discipline and i have nothing there's nothing wrong with it it's um because i see i see kids walking around and i see them talking to their parents and i'm just like my teeth would be missing if that was me you but know, it's because it's it's crazy. Like certain parents, different age groups and races, you'll see they letting their child cuss at them yeah. and, and put their hands on. Like, wait a minute, uh, but if okay, I put my hands on. Certain, my parents see I'm gonna be dead. Yeah. Okay, I'm not living the next day. Would, it's would, not happening. Thanksgiving's coming up. Yeah. Giving thanks for giving back. YouTube, Tiny TV podcast, Tiny TV. Go watch it. Would you? Um, Talk to your family into giving up their Thanksgiving dinner in order to give it to a family that can't have one. I would. Yes. My parents wouldn't do that. I mean, you've been eating this food for years now. You know what it tastes like. Yeah, it's nothing new. There's mm-hmm. nothing new about it. There's nothing new about it this year. Demika keeps pointing at me, but nothing's coming out of her mouth. I'm not pointing at you. I'm just like, oh, look, I got something to say. But um, what we would do, we would make like a whole different dinner and go like, Give it to someone. Like, say, like, we'll separate it where my mom makes some, DJ makes some, I'll make some, and mm-hmm. then go give it to, go give it to the person. That's Not nice. We won't do it with a middleman in the middle because I don't know if they'll actually go give it to yeah. the person. 
I mean, why can't it be a metal woman? The I middle. Would, <laughs> it's, I, mean, it I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing that. It just with parts of my family, they're they're already struggling themselves to survive in the first place. So it's kind of like that. it's kind of like we would like to because a lot of us, you know, they're them we want to give give but it's like it's kind of hard to give when you can barely afford to take it and that's where some people don't understand like when the commercials and everything come Mm -hmm. on people like some people actually would like to donate like i would like to donate but sometimes we just can't in certain situations you just can't so you're over there just like oh i wish i could and wishing this so you do as little like little things as you can to help and and it's easy for people to say well you know You've got this, and you've got this, and you've got this, and you've got this. Uh, but you know what? What should we be willing? I don't think I'd be willing to give up anything so that somebody else could have more. And that goes back to humanitarian aid. And that sounds really horrible. I kind of feel like, but I give what I can when I can. But like, okay, um, the United States approximately gets thirty-seven trillion dollars each year. And humanitarian aid, foreign aid, whatever you want to call it. Seriously, how much? Uh, thirty-seven. That might be billion or trillion. Is that billion? That's trillion. There's four <laughs> sets of zero. There's four sets of zeros. That's trillion. Is that trillion? Steven's learning his numbers. Right? <laughs> our baby's, our baby's growing zero. up right that's in front of us. Three sets of zeros, and then the number. Yeah, that's billion. That's billion. Thirty-seven. Wait. Yes. Just, just say billion. billion. Is yes. it billion? Steven, yeah, work with me. Yeah, it's 37 billion. Look. Hundreds, thousands, thousands billions, millions, and then billions. billions. It's billions. It's, it's 37 billions. billion. Billions. But see, I don't know what I was thinking. $37 billion each year in foreign aid, humanitarian aid, whatever you want to call it. I kind of But really. yet we have to. We have our problems at our, in, our, in our own country. Hey, $36 billion? And, and I hate to $37 billion. <laughs> I hate to say this. Uh, that's nothing. It's not. But think how many kids you could send to college. How many schools you could fix. How many yeah. highways you could fix. Yeah, yeah. How many? Uh, how many hospitals could get much, the right resources? Yeah. How much more research you could fund to cancer, AIDS, How much HIV? higher oil prices would go if we didn't do this? But see, did they tell you what all they sent that money to? It's just specifically as a. It's just right, as an overall. Right, with, right. Or you know we could put that thirty. It, some of it may have even you know. Remember that mess in uh, Japan a couple of years ago? Yeah. yeah. That part of it could have been that. Part of it could have been um, the the other tsunami. You know, the foreign, humanitarian aid is just that humanitarian aid. You know, when we send a hospital ship to a foreign nation, that's expensive. Mm. Maybe that thirty-seven going because back to oil. That. Maybe we could spend that thirty-seven billion in fix, figuring out a renewable energy that we don't. We can take our dependence off I oil f- in general. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody wants us to really do that. I kind of feel like for us, I, I'd to, love to see it happen. But go ahead, Jim. I kind of feel like for us to really, you know, do anything financially, we would have to cut back on all the money we spend on war and. All the other things we really don't need. Why do we need all these specially made weapons to help us fight war this way or that way? Like, can't don't don't you have to kill somebody good enough already? Like bullet. We, boom, we do that. We do that quite well, actually. And there are weapon systems out there that never should have been built because of the insane amount of money. Gosh, so, or some of them just shouldn't be the built. F thirty five. Look it up. The F thirty five. The 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 Osprey never should have flown. That that thing was a death trap. That, go go back to the Bradley fighting vehicle. When it, when it was first developed, it wasn't a, a, a standard bullet could blow the thing up. 
wasn't there recently like when they went where well, I can't think what country was like somewhere in uh Eastern Europe or whatever, it was finally a jet that they finally got to use after having it for like five, six years and they finally had their approval to just go ahead and use it. What? What are we talking about? I don't know, but if I'm not mistaken, the F 16s Oh, you mean the YF 22? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, we have the YF 22, but they don't like to use it in war because they cost a billion dollars a piece or something nutty like that. But like, if I'm not mistaken, the F 16s never been shot down, but yet we're still making planes that are better than them. If it's never been shot down, then why don't we just keep using those until it's necessarily to build a better one? Because then it's too late. Oh, yeah. Well, Because yeah. if you advance the technology, then by the time well, we just have backup happens, plan. you can just go in and say, okay, you can destroy this. Let's, let's see, can you destroy that right there? Well, and another, another thing is we just don't need – another reason not to build them is just not because how much they cost, but the effects that they have on them. Effects on they have on countries. Because do you think politicians are interested in helping people? Well, America. Mm. <laughs> I'm a. I don't know for some reason when I see a Republican, I kind of feel like they're on. They're not really about others. They're about really just well, it's all, themselves. There's also no. I'm sorry. But then when I see a Democrat, it's a whole different feeling to me. It, it kind of makes me mad because I'm not gonna. Everybody always acts like Republicans are corrupt, and a lot of them are, but there's also a lot of corrupt Democrats. They just pull well, the Democrat it's, it's not, card. It's not about that. I'd rather just expand on what Jamal said. What, what do you mean? Well, you... It's just like my like my, my personal feeling. It's like they, like they say they want to get rid of all of... Like the uh, deficit gap and all that, but mm-hmm. Republicans seem to always want to give money... They want to give money to the poor. They're not going to make them work. They're not making jobs. They're trying to make it easier on them to not have to go out and get out their butt. But when you see a Democrat, he's trying to act, or her, him or her, trying to actually do something about it. It's like, and then they try to stop them and say, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, what? Are you really trying to help the country or you just want us to be pretty much in debt? That's the one thing I've understood because going back to, like, how the, the – hungry children we have in america you know the top five states in america that have the most hungry are red states the top countries with explained everyone or a red state a red state is where the majority of the representatives of that state are republican and also the majority like the top states for teen pregnancy are red states the top states for unemployment are red states the top um the the top uh Overall living. Negative income states yeah. are, are red states, too. That means they take in more government money than they put into the government. So they're like negative tax states. But, you know, what does that mean to, to the whole concept of feeding hungry people? Who is going to do that? Back a long time ago, they sort of took it out of the hands of the government and put it in the hands of charity. Uh, something that George Bush Sr. once called a thousand points of light. I mean, I feel like it can still be charity, but I kind of feel like the rich should be taxed for that because you have all this abundance of money that you don't spend. You made, let's say you made $100 million and they say, we're going to take 20% out of taxes. Like, do you really need a hundred, like a whole $100 million? Do you need all that? Do you need $80 million? Really? Is it fi- is it fifteen percent right now? I think it's 15%. 12, 15%. 15%. Like, and then a lot of those people get away. With taxes. Do you know what the effective tax rate for people who made over a million dollars was when Eisenhower was president? How much? 95%. Oh, he didn't Really? Yeah. And guess what we still had? What? Millionaires. We took 95% of their money. America. 
and we still had millionaires. But see, because what they did with that money was they invested back into their companies. What? They invested into their employees, so their companies got better, and more people bought more stuff, and they were able to give and give yeah. and give hey. and make everyone around them a little bit wealthier. Uh, now, corporations seem to be taking all their wealth and squirreling it away in banks. It's, that's what Henry Ford said. He said something like, it makes sense for me to pay my employees more so they can go out and buy my cars. Mm-hmm. But people people who work at Walmart can't afford to shop there. Oh, I'm sorry, nope. I can't. I can't remember the thought I was having, but then you got to remember. Dang, I can't remember now. It was. It was something. I, can't think. I know. Steven. Steven's got me rattled too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was the. Um, it's all these um, taxes. Uh, like when, with a big corporate, if you have a business, they have all these tax breaks for you. Right. So pretty much, say if you made, you um have a business lunch, you could build. Say you going to McDonald's, but they could call it a business lunch tax write off. Uh, oh, I got paid light water bill in my own house like you had a home business. Tax write-off. They have all these tax cuts for you. Well, you also you, well, you know Volkswagen, they don't pay taxes? The the Volkswagen factory in Chattanooga does not pay taxes. No, they have, they have a tax. Um, but it's not like the normal moratorium. Standard. It's not the standard. It's, it's like 10 years, something like that. And, and then, then, you then also, it reverts. And you know, they also, they don't allow unions at the, the plant. Who doesn't? I thought it was a non-union state anyway. There's no such thing as a non-union state. Oh, they ha- like that. Well, they can't officially say non-union state. They just put laws that prevent unions from happening and stuff. They, they don't even do that. They just put out ads and pollute the, the population. Um, actually, uh, from what I understand, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me the Germans are actually very pro-union. Um, they expected this to become a union plant here at Volkswagen, and it was a government interference that stopped them from getting what they wanted. Um, they, they don't even understand the concept of not having a workers' union. Dang. So, so pretty much, or, or why we would want that? I'm sorry. I would. I would understand why they want that because they would want more quality for their workers. They don't want them to step back and say, "Oh, I hate being here, so I'm going to I'm going to go quit. I'm going to go work for let's say I'm going to go work the Ford because maybe they're yeah. going to do better than and, this." And I think a lot of people don't fully understand the power of the union. The union is what gave us uh, helped us give us a minimum wage, made sure we got days off, and just helped us get benefits. That's what made quality of the work quality get better because of unions because people and, got together and, and said, we're you, not taking this anymore. And then it helps you get overtime as well because they, they might have you in here, oh, say, oh, I'm getting paid for six hours work, but I'm here in here for for like 80 hours. Why is that? But then it is true that the unions overstepped their authority and actually forced businesses to close because what they were asking for. I'm sorry, if you're working, if you're working an assembly line, you're benefit package and your pay package doesn't have to be 50 60 70 80 dollars an hour yeah okay i mean because it's kind of something that with this maybe what someone make about what 20 dollars an hour for doing that maybe yeah maybe a little bit less but you also gotta understand well minimum wage shouldn't be as low as it is now if you add in inflation i agree because your parents were making more than what we are making now if you add in inflation there were times like when i first started this job I was making more in high school than I was teaching if adjusted for inflation yeah. because I had a pretty decent job in high school. I got paid over twice the minimum wage. Oh, Lucky you. So back then. Please talk to my bosses. 
So is it actually true that they that or maybe made official that the minimum wage would go up, or was that just more like a rumor? No, the minimum wage isn't going up. Some down. states are. Some t- states are taking Individ- charge. Yeah, yeah, some states. Some companies are taking charge of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Costco. Costco is amazing. All the stuff they do. Costco starts their employees at twenty dollars an hour, and they have amazing health benefits. Wow. Let yeah. me go to Costco's. I mean, unfortunately, you're gonna have to stand in a very long line to get those jobs. <laughs> I They're bet good jobs. And then that's that's another issue I have with like with policy and everything. Like we have a great friend that actually helped get everybody jobs, but everybody wanna kind of say, "Oh, but look at all the bad things he's are doing." What? Look at all the good he's doing. You have a job, right? Yeah, your son has a job. Your, the mom has a but job. But just because you have a job good. doesn't there's you can create as many jobs as you want, but it's, if they're low, a paying jobs. Um, low benefit jobs and you really didn't do anything you're just and, putting people to work harder and, and and that brings us back to where we started um seven dollars an hour seven twenty five an hour is not enough to raise a family on no it's, it's not. not enough to feed people on and then we have a well set fair system that seems to turn against people who try to make good i i can't imagine Working for $7 an hour, two jobs, trying to scramble to make things meet. I can't imagine because I've done it, but I don't want to ever do it again. And then be told, well, you make too much money to get food stamps. Because you either get them or you don't get them, right? There's no sliding scale. Yeah. Because, I mean, why, that's ridiculous. That's like, our, our whole, why, why would you work? Our whole welfare system's like messed up. Because I never really understood how you would have generations of families living. And welfare, poverty. It was was never meant to be a lifestyle choice. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this, drop something off at the food bank. Bring something to to wherever you work or do. Somebody's got to be doing this. Help people who don't have it. It's not going to cost you. You know, I don't care if you drop that can of green beans that's been in the back of your your cabinet for since two Thanksgivings ago. Uh, They'll take it. So bring something. Feed somebody who's hungry. Uh, you know, don't look down on the guy that's standing on the side of the road with a sign that says, too broke, no gas, and is sitting there with his dog and his kid. Give them a dollar. All right. They're not all on crack or alcoholics. So that's basically, I think, what we're trying to say, isn't it? Because we've just hit 38-minute uh, mark of our 30-minute podcast. <laughs> Join Bye. us next time. Bye. 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 Bye.